Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 41, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. Okay, so welcome back, boys and girls. I hope your weekend was great. But here we are, and it is our ninth week of God's Big Story Season 2. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So, nine weeks, huh, Dave? Yep, that's right, Marvin. That will be 63 days, huh? Well, it'll be 45 podcast days, but yeah, including the weekends, 63 days. Gosh, did you know that's how long a raccoon pregnancy lasts? Okay, what, Marvin? 63 days, Dave. It's how long a raccoon is pregnant for, you know, before those little baby raccoons pop right out of there. And you know that how? Hmm, you know, sometimes I just know stuff, Dave. And, as it happens, the gestation period of a raccoon happens to be one of those things. Okay, well... Yep, I think in over 300 episodes of the podcast, that might be the weirdest thing we've heard. Shall we move on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> Okay, boys and girls, so last week we were racing to find John, chapter 11, verse 35. Now, there was no entry from a jingle guy this week, but with a late entry that just arrived yesterday and a time of 37.63 seconds, the Brannigans, and I'm assuming it was Cormac, because if it was their dad, Chris, I'd have to disqualify him straight away. But for now, we'll say well done, Cormac. And as always, if you're listening later in the year and you can beat that time, well, let us know and you can claim your spot on our leaderboard. Okay, so Marv, what are we looking for this week? Well, Dave, last week we were looking for the shortest verse in the Bible, so I thought this week we could look for the longest verse. Uh, okay. Well, I have to say, Marvin, I actually have no idea what the longest verse in the Bible is. Oh, really? So I know something you don't, Dave. Well, let me tell you. In English, the longest verse in the Bible is found in Esther. It's Esther chapter 8, verse 9. Okay, well, there you go. So, Marvin, I have my Bible here if you have your stopwatch. Oh, I sure do, Dave. So, boys and girls, if you're racing along at home, get ready. And here we go. Esther chapter 8, verse 9, in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, here we go. Jeremiah, oops, Psalms. I know it's just before that. Oh, Chronicles went too far. Ezra, Nehemiah. Oh, this is not going fast. Esther chapter 4, Esther 8, 9, Esther 8, chapter 9. So, well, it wasn't disastrous, Marvin, but it wasn't that quick. How'd I do? Yeah, not too bad, Dave. You found it in 15.19 seconds. Okay, well, yep, could have been worse. So, there you go, boys and girls. Did you beat me? Send us your times in all the usual ways, and we'll see who this week's champion is. Okay, Marv, time for us to get back to the book of James. Oh, yeah, sure thing, Dave. Right, so last week we read all of chapter 1. We heard how Christians should be living for things that are really important. And we heard how they should not just be listeners of the word, but also doers of the word. Yep, doers and mowers, Dave. That's the way to be. Right, so we'll see in James, rather than one long message, like we saw in Galatians maybe, where all the different sections and chapters were all pretty much about the same thing, about being saved by faith and not being saved by the law. 
James has these short blocks of teachings about different things. And so today we're going to read one of those short blocks, and it's all about favouritism. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know what favouritism is, Dave. I am my great-granny's favourite little great-grandcalf. Yeah, she always gives me an extra cowlick every Christmas. Okay, well, being a granny's favourite is one thing, but having favourites in the church and treating people differently there, well, that's something different. And, well, James isn't having it. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, what are we listening for, Dave? Well, Marvin, James talks about the very special law in the Bible that says we should love our neighbour as we love ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that one, Dave. Good, but here's the question. What does James call it? He calls it the something law. What is the something? Okay, Dave, gotcha. You know, I'm feeling reverby today, Dave. Hook me up. Okay, fine. Off you go, Marv. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Richard Curry. Hello again, everyone. Today's reading is from James chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. My brothers and sisters, you are believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, so treat everyone the same. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and suppose a poor man in dirty old clothes also comes in. Would you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes? Would you say... Here's a good seat for you. Would you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor at my feet? If you would, aren't you treating some people better than others? Aren't you like judges who have evil thoughts? My dear brothers and sisters, listen to me. Hasn't God chosen those who are poor in the world's eyes to be rich in faith? Hasn't he chosen them to receive the kingdom? Hasn't he promised it to those who love him? But you have disrespected poor people. Aren't rich people taking advantage of you? Aren't they dragging you into court? Aren't they speaking evil things against the worthy name of Jesus? Remember, you belong to him. The royal law is found in scripture. It says, love your neighbour as you love yourself. If you really keep this law, you are doing what is right. But you sin if you don't treat everyone the same. The law judges you because you have broken it. Suppose you keep the whole law, but trip over just one part of it. Then you are guilty of breaking all of it. God said, do not commit adultery. He also said, do not commit murder. Suppose you don't commit adultery, but do commit murder. Then you have broken the law. Speak and act like people who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Those who have not shown mercy will not receive mercy when they are judged. To show mercy is better than to judge. Thanks, Richard. Okay, Marv, so what did James call that law? Oh, he called it the royal law, Dave. Although, I'm not sure why. Well, it's because it's the law of God's kingdom and because it was spoken by Jesus himself, our king. Oh, I see. You see, again, James wants Christians to live differently. To the rest of the world, people with money are important. They get what they want and people treat them differently. The world looks up to them. And on the other side of that, the world looks down on people who are poor. They're not important. They don't matter. But of course, we should know that that's not how God sees it. When God looks at someone, he does not care if they're rich or if they're poor. Oh, no, Dave. He cares about their hearts, huh? 
That's it. And James says, if that's what God cares about, then that's what we should care about. If you're treating rich people with favoritism, well, you're not following God. You're following the world. You're being just like everyone else. You're breaking God's law. And so that makes you a lawbreaker, just like a murderer or someone who commits adultery is a lawbreaker. Oh, yeah. yeah that's pretty serious, huh? Yeah, it is. And so James says, cut it out. Treat everyone the same. It's not for you to decide one person is better than someone else. It's not for you to be a judge. Because rich or poor, we are all sinners that need to be forgiven. So we should treat everyone with the same kindness. Okay, yeah, so, Dave, if the Prime Minister came to our church? Well, we'd be respectful, Marvin. He'd be welcome. But he's still a sinner, just like the rest of us. A sinner who needs to be saved by Jesus. Okay, what about POTUS, Dave? You know, the President of the United States. Yep, big old sinner, Marvin, needs his sins forgiven. How about the Queen? Yep, a sinner. How about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dave? Still a sinner, Marvin. Tom Brady? Sinner. Neil Armstrong? Sinner. Bill Gates? Sinner, Marv. Julio Iglesias, Dave? Okay, well, that's a weird choice, Marv, but yes, it doesn't matter who you say, how rich or famous they are, they are sinners who need God's forgiveness. The same as someone who's homeless, who has no food, no clean clothes. All of us, we're all in the same boat. For all of us, our only hope is Jesus, and so we should treat everyone with that same kindness. Okay, got it, Dave. So today, boys and girls, let's thank God that he doesn't show favoritism. Thank him that we are every bit as important to him as the most richest, most powerfulest, most famous people in the whole world. That's a pretty cool thing. Oh, yeah, it sure is, Dave. And, well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, boys and girls. I hope the rest of your Monday is fantabulous. And, well, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.